Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, and welcome to the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast where we talk business strategy while also vulnerably connecting on emotional resilience. As the CEO and founder of Scouts Agency, a female-focused agency where we get women as guests on podcasts, and someone who has suffered from, managed, and lived with bipolar disorder, the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship is where I find my success. If you are here, it is because you are ready to feel safe in your emotions so that you can live your life of purpose. Let's get into the inspiration, shall we? This is such an exciting week at Scouts Agency. Emotional entrepreneurs, we have rebranded and redone the Scouts Agency website, and I'm not going to fucking lie, it looks beautiful. I am so incredibly proud of this. I can't wait for you all to see this. I'll put the link in the show notes, but it is just scoutsagency.com. Please check it out. I want to know if you like it. If you do, send me a DM at Scouts Oval or at Scouts Agency on our Instagram because we really put a lot of thought into this. You know, every now and then I like to spruce some things up. Our old website was really, really a reflection of where we were at as a business in like March 2021 and so much ridiculous expansion has happened now that we are in July 2022, almost like a year and a half-ish, a little less than a year and a half later. I felt as if our website needed to really beautifully project and symbolize the growth that we've experienced. So... Ah, to kickstart this whole thing, to celebrate our new website, our new look, our new up level, since we are constantly evolving and expanding, we have a really fun week at the agency. On Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week, so today, tomorrow, and Thursday, we are going to be going live at 11.30 on the Scouts Agency Instagram, so make sure you're following us at Scouts Agency. We are going to do some internal talks, so you'll hear me going on live with our director clients. You'll hear the account managers going live together. I'm going to go live with a client, and we're really going to be focusing this entire week on is a podcast tour right for you? So we're going to be going through the systems and procedures of a podcast tour. We're going to be going through some of the benefits of a podcast tour. We're going to be letting you in on the behind the scenes of what it looks like to run podcast tours. So if you've ever been interested in my business, this is the week to, I suppose, stay tuned, not stay tuned, tune in to our Instagram because we're going to be having 
those types of conversations on IG Live. And to celebrate, I am hosting a free masterclass on Friday. It's going to be at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, so an hour and a half. And the title of the free masterclass is, Is a Podcast Tour Right for You? The Benefits of a Podcast Tour and How to Massage Your Message as a Guest. This masterclass is really for any of you who are a personal brand, who are an entrepreneur, and who are looking to really be a little bit more public-facing, a little bit more forward-facing, and are interested in being a guest on podcasts, but don't quite know if your career is at the level that it needs to be to really benefit from a podcast tour or what you have to have in order in your business in order to have a successful podcast tour. So if you have any sort of a digital presence or you want to have a personal brand digital presence, come to this masterclass. We are going to cover all of the things about what you need to do to get to a point where a podcast tour will make sense for your business. We're going to talk about the different types of benefits you can receive from being a podcast guest. We're going to go over who needs a podcast tour strategy and how to implement one. And then we're going to go over how to make sure your messaging, we're going to do a little workshop, how to make sure your messaging is on point for when you pitch yourself to be a guest on a podcast. And then, of course, we'll have a Q&A, but at the end, I am also offering a very juicy offering to everybody who attends. So you are going to want to sign up. If you cannot make it live, you will get the recording and the juicy offering, Um, but just make sure you watch the recording and uh, open up my emails that day since the offering will only be live for a little under 12, eh, a little under 24 hours. So that masterclass is happening on Friday. I am so excited. You can go into the link in the show notes to reserve your spot and sign up. It'll be in the link in my bio on Instagram and on Scouts Agency's Instagram, but the easiest way is just to swipe up and click in the link in the show notes, put your email in, and you are reserved. So with all of that goodness, with all of that excitement, with our big communications campaign, celebration, IG Lives, Masterclass, and this podcast episode, uh, I am so excited because I brought on my integrator. I brought on my right hand. I brought on Scouts Agency's Director of Clients, Heather Bird Henderson. And she, this is the first time I'm introducing her to the, you guys, to this community, and she really talked about how she won, how we met, and how I offered her the job. We talked about how her weaknesses and her strengths really complement my weaknesses and my strengths. We talk about the integrator and visionary um, dynamic and relationship. And we also talk about how you can find your very own integrator if you are the visionary in your business. So this one is very near and dear. Heather has transformed this business more than I can even explain. Scouts Agency is what Scouts Agency is today because of Heather. I trust her. She is the person I run ideas off of. She is someone I know if anything were God forbid to happen, she can run and manage this agency. She is someone that is invaluable to our growth and to where we're headed in the future. And to have someone like her on my team by my side is something that I do not take for granted any single day. So I am so excited to introduce you to her. I know you guys are going to love her. And I hope this gives you an even bigger sneak peek in the behind the scenes of Scouts Agency. And uh, yeah, go see our website. Let me know what you think. It's so pretty. And I guess I'll see you on Friday for our masterclass. Make sure to sign up. 
We have the director of clients of Scouts Agency sitting with me. Hi, Heather Bird Henderson. Hi, Scout Sobel. How are you? Oh, I'm great. This is so exciting. You're on the <laughs> podcast. It's not just the podcast. It's my first podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you've done a couple things where you've spoken on behalf of the agency and like a like a live group setting, mm-hmm. but you've never been on a podcast. Never have I ever. Well, this will be interesting because we obviously have our own dynamic that works really well at this agency, um, but we're going to get into everything. I'm so excited to introduce you to the Emotional Entrepreneur. It's been community. a long time coming. I know. Yeah. You listen to this podcast, I do. You? Yes. Wow. Too intimate. You know me too intimately. It's a little, uh, we need a little space there. Maybe you shouldn't listen to this podcast. Um, just kidding. So if everyone listening is wondering, we are going to, well, I'm going to introduce you all to Heather. We're going to talk about how we met, how she started working at the agency, what her role is. And then I thought it would be fun to go into a little bit of our dynamic as a very classic visionary integrator model. Bring it. Sounds good? Yeah. Okay, well, why don't you tell a story about how you met me? Because this is it's such a fun story. Such a good one. Well, wait, let me preface where I was at emotionally. So okay. the day before I met Heather, I met her in person. It's like when people are dating and they're like, you met in person? Like, we met in person. <laughs> she didn't apply, you know, via Indeed or something like that. I, this was whatever, June 2021. So a little over a year ago. And I was at the point where I was about to launch my book and the agency was growing and it became very apparent that I needed, I needed a leadership position. I needed a management position because it really was me overseeing two account managers and my assistant Danielle and the book launch and 20 clients. And I was finding myself in that position where I would sit down at the end of the day and be like, are all my clients okay? Which means that I was overworked and overstretched, but I had gotten pretty good with my trust muscle at that point at hiring team members-ish. Like I was still, I was still, you know, today I'll do it in a heartbeat, but it was still a big deal for me. But hiring a senior level person was another level for me and one that terrified me. And so I was thinking it over for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then my grandma came over. I was telling her about it. She's a very big advocate and support for my business. And she looked at me and she said, We've been here before. You know what to do. Hire her. Like, why are we still talking about this? You've been talking to me about this position forever. And my grandma kind of pushed me over the ledge. And I posted something to Indeed that night. And then I met you the next day. So you can tell the story of how we met our meet cute. Yeah. So you were speaking on a panel. And it was a time where I was coming from was I had just taken some time off due to the global pandemic, uh, and I have a new ta- I had a new child at the time, and so I was like, you know what, pandemic, new baby, I'll do the stay at home mom thing for a little bit. Um, it's not for me, <laughs> uh, and I was itching to get back out there and to do work because I really love work. And um, I connected with this community and showed up there to be in a leadership role. And you happened to be speaking on the panel for the very first time that I was uh, supporting them. And had you not said, I'm a team of four growing to be a team of five, I would not have approached you. But given that you said that, I I was actually talking to a group of gals with my eyes on you the entire time because I wanted to meet you on the way out the door and as soon as you walked out that door I 
basically bum rushed you. <laughs> I don't even think I told you my name. I, I just blurted out, hi, I'd love to apply for the position. Blah, blah, blah. And you're, you, you looked like a deer caught in headlights. You're like, <laughs> okay, because it's because he said, can I walk you to your car? <laughs> and I was like, I don't even think a man's ever asked me that. <laughs> and I know we're on a podcast, but I like ushered her with my hands. <laughs> like, can I walk you to your car? And it was a very formal gesture. <laughs> it was. And so, uh, so I ask you this and you're like, yeah, you can email me. And you're like trying to pull up your email. And I'm like, I already have all your contact information. Don't worry. I'll get to you. And so, yeah, so within, I mean, hours, I reached out to you and I said, let's set up a time to meet. And we got on Venmo, or Venmo, we got on (laughs) Zoom and uh, connected. And I just remember connecting with you. And it was kind of one of those moments of like, where do we go from here? And I I clearly needed fucking leadership and guidance. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, and true to form, I was like, hey, you know, let's let's work in person and you can see how I can contribute and let's just see how we work together. Mm -hmm. Because at this point, I was also looking for something that lit me up and something that inspired me and propelled me forward, you know. And so when we got to meet and we sat beside each other, it really was one of those moments of, I know I can fit in here. I know what I can do here. Oh, I know how to like bring this all together because one of my specialties is being able to see something from that 30,000 foot view and then put all the moving pieces in order so that we can have that good long trajectory. Yeah, classic integrator um, and classic me visionary being like, I don't know the next step. Um, what was it? Okay, so question. I've never, I've never asked you this. When you followed me outside, was it because you liked me and what I had to say or was it just like, oh, she's hiring? I mean, it had to be like a little bit of you liked me and what I said. You're like, no, she was hiring. It was, it was, you were hiring. You were hiring in a field that I was passionate about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I walked into this, um, what was it, a panel? And you were one of the first people that just like came straight up to me because you were working the event. Mm -hmm. You knew exactly who I was. You shook my hand. You made eye contact. You knew what I did. You knew all this stuff about me. And, you know, that is not the level of, hospitality I expected at being a panelist at this event Mm -hmm. and anyone who goes above and beyond and has that level of detail and attention when they're working an event when they're behind the scenes when they're working any job is very impressive and I remember being like whoa this person knows who I am I don't know who she is but she knows exactly who I am Mm -hmm. she's clearly involved in this event and that was very impressive to me and so then when you came and you I I did not let her walk me to the car by the way I was like 10 feet in I was like okay you I'm good like we're good you can email me now um so yes and then you gave me the next step you're like hey why don't I come over I was like yeah that sounds good that's a good next step um and you came over and then I offered you the position we started with a part-time trial for three months before we had you go full-time which I think if anyone's listening you guys know that I really preach full-time W2 employees and sometimes when you're trying to find a really big role versus just like your first employee who's going to help take some of your tasks off when you're looking for a leadership role you either should go through a really long laborious interview process or having that kind of safeguard yeah like that that testing time for both people right to make sure it's the right because this was really this position really needed to be filled by the right person spoiler alert it was heather um we met the team we all came to my house um because i didn't have an office at the time because the pandemic and i remember we were setting we were going over our procedure we were kind of introducing you to how we run podcast tours and you looked at the team and you said, 
okay, Scout should never do that again. Who's picking that up? <laughs> and I was done. I was like, you can be my employee today, but I waited a couple months. But it was such assurance for me that you were that missing piece because as the owner and the entrepreneur and the visionary, I can get caught sometimes in the weeds because it's so hard for me to step back, but I really excel in that step back lane. But as a people pleaser and like whatever, it was difficult for me to to like go from being so in the business to working on the business at all times. And you provided, you just like came in and you were like, Scouts, never doing that again. Someone else do this. And that was when I fell in love. Oh, sweet, sweet love. I know. Looney is so cute on your left. She is happy over here. She's very happy. So then you started full time. Yeah. um, Started full time and really. It was in September. Like right after my book launch. Or right like in the middle of my book launch. In the middle of it. And to go back a little bit, one of the things that was important to me was to do the part-time. I really wanted to prove myself. I had I had little metrics that I set out for myself because I wanted to know that this was the right fit for both of us, right? Yeah. And it's so f- important for me to have a- always been value added. And that's something that I preach to our team is like always add value. If you're mm-hmm. talking to a client, if you're talking to a potential uh, podcast host, add value um, in that follow-up, in every touch point, add value. And so that was really important to me is to make sure that I came through and added value and what I strive for every day here. Yeah, that's something so rare. If anyone's here listening and you might listen to this because you're an entrepreneur or you might listen to this because you want to work in a small business run by an entrepreneur, Mm. um, I am so grateful that our team is so committed and lovely and down for the cause and all those things. But I hear in today's economy from a lot of other business owners that it's difficult to find employees that have that, that don't just want a very transactional paycheck for time kind of model mm-hmm. and it really is yes i understand we all have to get paid and we all want to get paid and we all want to get paid a lot mm-hmm. but when you walk into a room into a business and you are focused more on the value added versus what you're getting in return at all times you will soar way quicker, way faster, and way higher in your career. Like, play the long game. You know well, what I mean? And I'm maybe unpopular opinion. It's more fun. Yeah, totally. It's more fun because then you're, you know, you're holding on to uh, that vision, right? Mm-hmm. You set the vision and I'm like, okay, how can I propel that vision? And that's where I get excited. That's yeah. where I have more fun. So how has Scouts Agency changed since you came on board? What would you say the main thing? Because it's only been a it's literally only been a year. It's only been a but year. I feel like we're such a different business. And it's so funny because it's like all the things that it's changed are still the things that I want to continue evolving, right? It's our cu- our customer touch point. How we how are we talking to clients? How are we improving their experience? Mm-hmm. Uh, systemizing. Oh, oh, I love a good system. Yes, you do. <laughs> and also just. Um, taking the systems that we already have and optimizing them because it's almost like there's always room for growth Mm -hmm. and that includes the systems and so you know cutting the fat and really honing in on what we use day to day and making sure it's super optimized so that the account managers can go in and do their job without having to thumb through multiple things yeah so i guess that leads me to my next question is 
Tell everyone what your job is. What do, oh, you, what do you do here? What do I do? Yeah, as oh, the director of clients. Oh, gosh, director what do of clients. Well, what is your technical job, <laughs> technical, like, written job description? And then we can talk about what you actually do. Yeah, as of that. today, I was um, doing what I like to call office CrossFit, where I was, like, moving plants in and out so that we could, like, do a nice setup for um, a video production we were doing. Um, but aside from that, I really help on that strategic point for our, our account managers, and I'm usually the first touch point. So if ever there one of my favorite things is when there is a podcast host that reaches out and they say um, they have they have an angle and the account manager doesn't necessarily know how to marry the clients talking points to the host's angle that is where I come in and I'm like oh we can finesse this talking point to really speak to what the host is wanting to highlight and so it's really getting into the nuances of that strategy component Mm -hmm. Uh, the other thing I do is I make sure that our account managers are uh, on a timeline and that they're meeting their their deliverables in a timely manner Yeah, so essentially, guys, everything at Scouts Agency on the client side of things is overseen first by Heather. So she oversees all the account managers, she oversees the health of all the clients, and then I step in as like a bird's eye view and we'll step in if, you know, it's gone from account manager to Heather and they still need like some, I don't know, strategizing or they want a second opinion. That's where I'll kind of come in and and give my opinion on that. But really I needed someone who could run the day-to-day of the agency so I could do sales, I could do marketing, I could do business development, I could do financial planning, revenue planning, all of the stuff that comes with being more of like the CEO role versus being in the day-to-day. Yeah, and removing you from the day-to-day to the point where you're not even on the team calls daily. No. Yeah, yeah. and so now you have your, you know, two days out of the week where you're completely freed up to focus on those things and to prioritize those things. Yeah. Um, and so because I know so often I'm having to find um, a system in my approach of how do I prior prioritize administrative tasks and client tasks and so that's why you know I work from home two days a week because I'm like oh just really (laughs) taking care of my client work on these days and then the other days I'm totally available for my account managers to support them yeah so one of my strengths and one of my weaknesses is is that one of my strengths is that I can run a really good system that lives inside my brain oh yeah Mm -hmm. Um, I am very good at remembering insane details and really good at running something intuitively based on what needs to happen in the moment um but where i lacked the patience and the um yeah the patience was when we started bringing on more account managers now we have three account managers it was how do i systemize how our account managers are running a podcast store so every client that comes to us is going through the exact same procedure and therefore, when we bring on another account manager, we can train them really well. So Heather did all of the systemizing and the procedures. Well, and to that, my strength is being able to hold the vision mm-hmm. and then to integrate it in a way that makes it seamless and uh, ops most efficient and what's really important about that the value there is that the client has a uniformed like approach from us and we seemed like we have our stuff together and we are you know every all the forms that we send to a client are the same all the the way that we talk to our clients is somewhat the same I mean there's a little spice here and there um, because we always want to be human but it really like 
when there's a situation, uh, we have a standardized approach on how we're going to do it. Usually, pull back the curtain, it's adding more value. Oh, yeah. did, did I say that already? Yeah. <laughs> That's like your main thing. You're so good at that. Yeah. Some, one, of, one of my strengths, I think, in the very beginning of you working here and doing this was that I was able to cut the fat in certain areas when you wanted to add value that maybe didn't hit the bottom line because as the visionary, I'm able to see, okay, what's going to really move the needle? How much time do we really need to spend on everything? And prioritizing that because I think if I let you go, you would have like a pretty PDF for like every step of the every way. step of the process. <laughs> yeah, you're. You, it was fun. You really let me run um, run the race with this one project, and you're like, let's just see how it unfolds. <laughs> and it was. It was huff and fluff. It was mm-hmm. unnecessary. It slowed down our processes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. So that's not moving the bottom line. <laughs> you don't need to do it. But, but I you let you it, explore it. You did, you know? and you said it was so much grace and Thank love you. in your heart. Thank but you. um, yeah. I I really quickly realized like okay so I spent too much time on this project and where can and it really helped me rewire what my focus is of like okay what's going to move the needle what is going to be really beneficial from the client's side because that is one of the nice things here is we don't overdo it yeah we don't over we you know we we do pdfs but they're not super visual and adding too many pictures it's really the bottom line and what the client needs to know to like feel like they were supported and to be successful yeah I'm so much about the results and the I guess this is the theme of the episode the value added like that's that's kind of where I live and when you start expanding and growing and scaling raising your prices etc it comes with a need to up level the systems and to not just run it by the fly of my mind and my brain so that was so fucking integral when you came on what was the point to get a little mushy what was the point when you realized that this really was the role and space for you as you said that you are a woman of magnitude at scouts agency when did it when did it cross your mind that this wasn't in my opinion when i look at you it's not just a job for you in many ways which is entrepreneur's dream to gather up a team where it's not just a job and that's also the people I love working around and working with Mm -hmm. because people that just have jobs it like depresses me on many ways like I want something that's going to light everybody up having everybody feel really fulfilled and aligned in their jobs at Scott's agency is something that is extremely important to me if someone isn't fully aligned in a fuck yes at what we're doing here I I I can't it doesn't work for me like I I, it it just bothers me yeah so when was it when did you know because it takes a little bit to know right Mm -hmm. when did you know that a you loved me and b (laughs) this was a job that you really really saw yourself growing in and and taking ownership over this is a fun question because you know one of my uh when you're talking to your girlfriends you're like oh am I in love and it's a relationship you know (laughs) I always tell them are you reminded multiple times that you're in love and I'm reminded regularly of yeah. how much I am in love with this job yeah. and with you. I, ah, oh gosh, the first time, that one's going to be hard to pull on. I think one of the first times that I knew that I was in the right seat at the right time was when I got to onboard and hire our first person. That lit me up because I am a natural connector. And so the idea that I got to, you know, interview multiple people for a position, I came up with my own system um, on the fly. And when we got that person in the seat and they were a solid rock star, that just lit me up inside. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was a real testament to like how awesome 
uh, it is to like be a woman of magnitude, um, which you're right. So thank you for saying that. I really, that is my goal. Um, the other time is when, you know, <laughs> when the girls ask me these these questions that are, you know, really pulling on that strategic point of, um, of my strength. And I'm like, oh, I, I have the answer. When I have the answer, it's yeah. a hell yes for me. I'm like, oh, yes, girl, I got you. Um, I also, I love being on client calls. I, I love taking sales calls. Um, that moment, that sales moment yeah, when will you light your fire <laughs> like nothing else. Closing is um, one of, like, I talk about Sometimes I'm like, what turns me on the most? Like making money or having sex? And I'm like, making money, man. Making like, money. When you, when you close, like, love you, babe. Love having sex with you. But I'm talking not, I'm not talking to Heather. I'm talking to my husband right now. <laughs> Sorry, because I could get confusing in an audio format. Um, when I sign a client and make money, there is just... There's nothing like it. There's, There's no better like feeling. It. Yeah. When, when it happened to me for the first time, I was at home and I just remember not being able to like even contain myself. I like, like full body oh. feels like tears. Didn't know if I should be like sitting down, holding myself and crying or if I should jump, be jumping up ecstatic. So I did both. Um, and it just was, it just, it was really, it was a really cool and profound moment for me. Um, you mean when you signed a client when I left for Tulum and you weren't supposed to get on a call with a client to sell a client, you know, you sold it and you texted me and I'm like eating a taco and drinking a beer on the beach. And you're like, I signed a client. And I'm like, holy fuck. Yes. And I was going crazy. I was like, wait a minute. Who let you on a client call? Who let you on a sales call? <laughs> it was funny because I was like, well, and I second-guessed it at first because I was like, well, I have all the tools that I need. Yeah. I, I might as well jump on the call and see what happens. And, it, I mean, it worked out for the best, right? Oh God, it was so good. It was so good. I was like, yeah, I'll drink my beer and make money at the same time. Yeah, why not? a client. <laughs> um, that was pretty impressive. Thank you. It was, was yeah, impressive. it was it was rad. Um, geez, there are moments where I'm like, damn, I love you, Scout, so, so often. I think one of the best times was, um, being in Chicago just recently and taking the, the, what we do on the road and sharing it. And that moment that we just got outside validation for what we provide, I... I couldn't help but just reach over and like hold your hand and like, oh my gosh, this just happened for us. Yeah. You know? And so um, that was, that was a really cool moment too. Yeah. I think taking it on the road, which I've talked about um, in, I think it was last week's episode. Yeah. I recap Chicago. It was such an affirming moment for Mm. the both of us. Yeah. It was, it was really crazy. And there is a lot of power in taking your business outside of your office or just like outside of your ambiance. I feel like the first night we had dinner and it was just clarity, 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 clarity on things that we were really, or I was at least trying to find the answers to. It was such a, everyone go listen to last week's episode because it was fire. It was, it it was total. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. Very informative for us. Um, just really helped us with understanding the trajectory of where we want to go because it was one of those things that were like well we think we could we think we can and this was the thing that gave us the validation of oh yes we can yeah oh I'm excited because I brought um I finally got my pretty pastel post-it notes and I'm gonna map out our next stages all over my (laughs) office it's gonna be amazing um okay so okay there's so many things I could say one all of my entrepreneurial friends ask me where they can get a Heather mm -hmm. because it is so fucking rare to find someone like you who is one 
committed to their job because it lights them up, not because they want to be committed to a job, but because it's literally the perfect seat for them Mm -hmm. and they find fulfillment and purpose and alignment within it. That is the best. It is the biggest gift to watch someone on my team be in their zone of personal power. Um, And then there's also the extremely rare gift for an entrepreneur to have someone in a leadership position that they trust. Like wholeheartedly, I could lose my phone for two days and I would just know that Heather would be like, there's an emergency, I guess, and now I got to figure it out for the next two days. Like I, like going on maternity leave, I never thought I'd go on a maternity leave like this. Like I really, really didn't. So finding someone that you can trust is so hard, Mm -hmm. so hard. And I, I'm a trusting person. Like I don't, I'm not the type of person where you have to like gain my trust. I'm just generally very trusting. But when it comes to your business, it can be very difficult for the owner to step down in many ways. And that's what you have given me the gift of is not needing to be in the loop. Like we were joking. I was joking. (laughs) You were in my office and you started talking out loud to yourself about how many emails you have. And so I just started tuning out because like, not my problem. <laughs> like I have my own inbox to tend to. And I was like, yeah, I'm not listening. And you're like, oh, okay. I'm like, I said, your inbox is not my problem. You go, your inbox, your problem. Your and I was actually laughing about that to myself as I was like going downstairs just now. I'm like, your inbox, your problem. I, I'm going to hold on to that one. That was that was clever. But it was, <laughs> it was, I was just like voice noting out loud or something. I'm like, mental to-do list. Where should yeah. I start? Yeah, <laughs> but also like the fact that I could tune out, tune out yeah. from your to dos and your thing, bringing you on has allowed me to stay in my lane. Like we all now stay in our lane, and mm-hmm. it's so good. So we started together. Okay, so there's the trust factor, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the fact that because I trust you, we can have really intimate conversations about the business and where we want it to go, and I can be very forthcoming with you about numbers and revenue projections Mm -hmm. and where we're at every month, et cetera. And sharing that information is so helpful. It's so helpful. So you and I started doing Traction by, what the fuck is his name? Gino Wickman? Weird name, to be honest. It's hard to remember. Traction. It's called Traction. Um, And we started doing quarterly goals, quarterly meetings. We didn't do one last one because my pregnancy fucked everything up. Um, but we, we started systemizing the business to be a business, to have a structure. And that's where we really landed on this integrator visionary role. Right. So, um, can you explain what the integrator role is? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much what I do. Uh, th- and this kind of really sunk in differently for me when we looked at it from the human design perspective mm-hmm. of you being a... See, that like confuses me because I feel oh, like it funny. should be the other way around. Okay, because you're like this manifesting generator, right? No, I'm just a generator. Oh, just Don't a generator. Don't rub it in. Just like, a generator. You just hit me where I'm raw and tender and sore. <laughs> She's also but a But I'm not a man gen. <laughs> um, okay, so you're a generator and I am a projector. And when somebody broke it down for me, it really they basically regurgitated what a visionary and an integrator is. And so you hold this vision. And... I mean, what lights me up and something I've always been able to do is see someone's vision, hold that vision, and then really make it come to fruition. And so here, what that looks like is you come up with this this beautiful, swirly, abstract picture of what we could do and how, and you kind of have an idea of how we could get there. And then I take it and I kind of take it apart and identify like, okay, well, 
here's step one, two, and three on how to get there. Mm-hmm. And that really is, in a nutshell, like what the integrator does. And so... And it trickles it down throughout the organization. And trickles it down. And, and like, I guess it like breaks it down. It's almost like that, a pyramid. So it's like, here's the big vision at the top. You break it down to, you know, what are these milestone goals? And then you break it down of like, okay, this is what everybody's role is to make it happen. Yeah, it, it confused me a little bit in the beginning because... I am such an executor as a generator. Like, I am such an executor. I can get into the weeds if I want to. I can do tedious mundane tasks. I can, I, I can work a lot. <laughs> but in that, as the business grew, those things kept the business stagnant if I was to stay in those roles, if that makes sense. So yeah. I am, I think that I, like, it was, it was like, wait, because I guess I prided myself on being an integrator, but my strength and what was actually going to move the business forward was the visionary part of me. Oh, totally. And me coming on is what freed that up for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the visionary essentially is like, I suppose you could say they're more of the creative person. They have the ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do believe that part of my job as a visionary is doing an unconscious limiting belief, unblocking meditation every single morning. Like you've come in here and I get all woo-woo and talk about the limiting beliefs and stuff because if I have a limiting belief, that affects the vision of the business and that affects how far you can integrate. So I hold my job as being a clear channel. I hold my job as being very spiritually clear. I hold my job as being not in fear, but in expansion. I hold my job as really, really cracking down on limiting beliefs or negative mindsets or blocks that I might have emotionally. And that sometimes means like parenting little me and going to my past. And I I really do believe that my emotional umbrella is the umbrella that will hold the ceiling of the business. And if I'm not clear and if I'm in lack and if I'm in fear, everything goes to shit. So part of my job that I take so seriously is that mental health part and that spiritual clearing part. Like I work on myself constantly because I know that the business success will only be proportionate to how big I can dream in a, I don't even want to use the word realistic, how big I can dream in a way that is in alignment for our future. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge part. And to do that type of work, I can't be bogged down in very, you know, the day to day, which I get bogged down because I love working. So it's a little bit of a thing, but the visionary essentially is the person who sees the bigger vision and holds the bigger vision and executes it downwards. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Did I make sense there? Uh, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Well, you hold the big picture. And I hold you, the big picture, and it, yeah. And having an integrator gives you space to think outside of the box. So it's like, okay, the big picture here. Uh, we get women as guests on podcasts. Like, cool. What's next? Yeah. Is there something next? Mm-hmm. And having an integrator and somebody who's taking care of that day to day, so you're not bogged down with it, gives you p- room to play. Yeah, it's like working on the business versus in the business. Oh yes. Yeah, yes. you work in the business and I work on the business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then I take you with me and we both work on the business together. <laughs> Hi, Lenny. What do you want? You look funny. You're looking at me funny. She's having a good time. Okay, so we classically fit into that mold, and I think that's why it works so beautifully. Yeah, like seamlessly. Like very seamlessly, very seamlessly. I think I had on a, like a, not subconscious, but on a, like a belief or worthy level, 
felt as if, and I think every entrepreneur feels this, if I'm not doing all of it, then this isn't my business or I'm not worthy. Like talking about big picture stuff, it sounds like I stay on a meditation pillow all day and like come up with things, right? Like my, my schedule is very packed, but I had to reintegrate the way I thought about my workload to allow you to come in and just fucking run it the way it really needed to be run in the areas that I was missing and mm-hmm. the areas I couldn't see. Right. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So what um, tips would you give anyone who's an entrepreneur who's looking for an integrator? What should they look for? Someone who adds value? Yeah, yeah. Hey. Um, bing. Um, no, someone who adds value. No, um, gosh. For me, I guess never have I ever wanted to be an entrepreneur. I mm-hmm. knew that out the gate. And I do say that if I get an email from someone who's looking to work with us and they say something like, oh, I'm looking to be an entrepreneur, I do hit pause. Yeah. Um, also, like, so fucking refreshing to hear someone say they don't want to be an entrepreneur <laughs> because as much as I obviously capitalize on this movement, I have this podcast, Emotional Entrepreneur, I talk about entrepreneurship. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> It's never in the pursuit that everyone should be an entrepreneur. The best thing you can fucking do for yourself is admit that you don't want to be one before you just try to be one because it sounds cool. Because it sounds cool. It will ruin your life. And the number of times that people have been like, oh, okay, so you're like learning to do this. Do you think you'll do it yourself? And I just laugh at them. I'm (laughs) like, there's no way I would do it for myself. No. And um, just because I especially being in this seat and really identifying you as a visionary and me as an integrator, I'm like, this is my strength. Mm -hmm. So if I had tips, I guess I knew early on that I, what are my strengths in general is being able to see something from the 30,000 foot view, um, being systematic, crazy organized, love Excel sheets and doing that for somebody else's vision. Um, someone who's loyal uh, yeah. That is one of my my pillars. Uh, my do we call them brand pillars? <laughs> I call them values. My oh, yeah. values. Is, Loyal's not one of our brand pillars. It should it, be. not ours. Not us. Oh, yours. But yours my personal one. Yeah. And so, um, so being loyal is something that I hold really near and dear to my heart. Um, I guess that's that is kind of that's it as far as yeah. tips. Yeah. It's, it's this let's let's go into this a little bit. I didn't expect to go here, but when we're hiring and someone says they want to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's a red flag. It, it it is because you know, one of the things that you've done so, so well is identifying like that that loyalty component with your yes. employees, right? And so you hire W-2s instead of um what is it in 1099 1099s and so there is that they are committed to showing up here day in and day out and so when somebody says they want to be an entrepreneur it is it's a red flag of like oh you're you're not here to stay yeah and we are trying to build a place where you want to you want to stay and grow and Mm -hmm. you know if you outgrow this position or us you know bless you but uh and we'll move you on with shining stars and a raving review um but our goal is to have someone stay with us yeah the intention i can't hire someone whose intention is to leave 
yeah it just doesn't it's not it doesn't work like it just doesn't work it seems like they already have a a time stamp on them yeah and it like for me it just gives we have a uh, a beautiful account coordinator that just started and she is an intern and the fact that she has a time stamp on her just it already is I'm like don't get don't get too attached (laughs) don't fall in love you know because I'm like she already knows that she will be expanding into something different um and she won't be with us forever I mean maybe she changes her mind who knows um but at you know as it stands she's you know that's the terms of our agreement yeah I think that that's something that you and I hold the vision for is the type of people we want to hire I think that um you know some people don't like this but there has to be a family aspect to what we do here like we're such a small business it's not a corporation you don't just come in and clock out of course like we are very very you know I would say I am more mindful of an account manager's boundaries and the 9 a.m. 9 to 5 thing than I might be with you. Um, I might text you at 7 o'clock at night, but I'm always conscious of it. But there's just like a different level when you get to different positions in a business. Um, So that's always in the forefront. No one that works here has to be around the clock, you know, family oriented. You know, this is like their life. But there has to be for me some some connection, some some loyalty, some alignment, some excitement, some happiness to be together. Yeah. And I I think you see that too in the team. It has Definitely. to feel special. Yeah. Like maybe we're asking for a lot, but it's worked out so far. Yeah. And it, it, I, for us, we wanna we wanna enjoy coming here every day. Yeah. And that's what we've built is we've built a place where we want to be here. It's not a clock in clock out situation because we're having fun while we're working. You know, we get to collaborate and you work together and we give a shit about what people are doing on the weekend. I mean, when I get to share about my toddler and you guys are all so, so enthusiastic and sweet about it, I'm like, oh, they actually care. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sweet. That's why we start meetings with chatting about personal stuff, which yeah. I know you're like, at some point you're like, okay, Scout, we're done now. We're going to go to business. <laughs> that is a classic Scout and Heather move. Um, Scout will come in with all the huff and fluff and then I'm like, okay, brass tacks. Sometimes I think that Heather thinks I'm crazy because I'll be talking and all of a sudden she'll just make a hard pivot to talk about business. And I was like, was that TMI? Was I rambling? No, I'm trying to wrap up this call in 30 minutes, girl. And you're like, um, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to finish real quick. Like she's so much more jump headed and I'm so much more like, let me fluff the audience for a quick second, which sounds terrible. You know what I was trying to say there? No. Okay. I, you didn't catch it. Oh, I, I did, it, catch, did it. catch it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. So obviously this week is such an exciting week for Scott's agency. We relaunched our website. Yes. I'm hosting a masterclass on Friday about is a podcast store right for you for all of the personal brands and entrepreneurs uh, to see if the strategy is actually for them and how to get started on their own or with us or with an assistant, whatever it is. So we have a lots of celebrations. We've had fucking major growth and I attribute that so much to the fact that you are in this leadership position and you and I have talked about your future here and our future and obviously a lot of that is still confidential we can't completely go over it but um I would actually love to do an end of a year wrap up like an end of a year summary episode with you where we go through kind of did we hit our goals oh fun what percentage did we grow what were some of our milestones that would be really fun huh yeah um but for now let's wrap it up with some of your favorite milestones that scott's agency has hit this year this year so 2022 we kicked off with a team retreat 
in Joshua Tree. That was a good point for us to connect. Uh, we're not all in the office all the time together. We do have one person that's remote. And so being able to have that FaceTime and just do family dinner, mm-hmm. um, that's, a, that's a milestone. Uh, I have signed, is it two? I think you've signed three, three or four. It's three. Clients. I have signed three clients this yeah, year. Yeah, we have another one that's starting next year. Oh, so. so I think that's four. That's four. Yeah. So I signed three clients in one month. Yeah, that was amazing. That is a huge milestone. And yeah. it was also an indicator to us that that is something that um, I could do a little bit more of. Yes. And that's huge. We brought on a new account manager mm-hmm. and a new account coordinator. So really being able to support these individuals and show them our systems and have them take the information and then soar with it. That's a huge milestone. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, I mean, taking Scouts Agency on the road, that is huge. Yeah. What about the office? Oh, yeah, we got an office. (laughs) If you're ever, uh, if this is ever on video and you see the backdrop, that is my design and execution. Yeah, we get so many compliments on this backdrop. Yes. That was all you. That pretty proud of it. Um, I remember when we did our employee reviews here, sitting on the floor with a glass of wine. This was before you were pregnant. Um, We did that? Yeah, it was in... I think that was just you and me reviewing each other. It was just us. Oh, okay. We didn't review the whole team on the floor with wine. No, it was just us. Yeah, I reviewed you and you reviewed me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we get to do that again. So fun. That was fun. That might have. That was one of my favorite moments at Scouts Agency. But that (laughs) that also happened um, late last year, early this year. And okay, yeah. So that. Yeah, we used to go to dinners once a month together because we didn't have an office. Mm -hmm. Those were really fun. We should probably bring them back. Yeah. But like after I give birth. Yeah. Because we usually like. Having some wine. Have a glass of wine. Yeah. Yeah. And not that we can't do it without a glass of wine, but it just feels a little more fancy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Loosens us up. Not that we need to be loosened up. Yeah. uh, Not at this point. (laughs) um, I am looking forward to safeguarding what what you've built while you take the time that you need to go on maternity leave so that's something I'm looking forward to um funny (laughs) funny enough I have a girlfriend who's like okay so what's your like what is your outlook for the next you know whatever six months because she wants to plan a girl's trip and I'm like I am unavailable from (laughs) November to February because whether my boss wants it or not she is getting three months from me yeah (laughs) that is very sweet so you're probably gonna have to be like scout get out of the zoom room get out of the building you're not supposed to be here (laughs) yeah we can try yeah Okay, and then last question. What are some of your goals that you're working on in Scouts Agency for the rest of the year? Oh, systems. I am uh, making things tight and right over here. So really fine-tuning our database, um, uh, tempatizing all the types of documents that we send our clients, and um, uh, the strategy and the trajectory for each client individually Mm -hmm. so not all podcast tours look the same and so just really making sure that we have a systemized approach for how we approach each one beautiful because next year we have expansion goals that are beyond so we need that foundation locked and loaded so that's what heather is doing thank you so much for coming on the emotional entrepreneur podcast thank you for having me i cannot do this without you there is absolutely no part of what scouts agency looks like today That would be here if you were not my integrator. 
if you were not a woman of magnitude in this agency and something you said somebody asked you if you would ever do this for yourself and you said no I would never do this for myself but I actually want to reframe that because you do do it for yourself. This is you doing this for yourself, right? This is your role. You don't have to... Doing it for yourself doesn't mean that you're the owner. Doing it for yourself means that you put yourself in a position where you are lit up and in your personal power. And so you are very much doing it for yourself. And I'm grateful that that expression is within Scouts Agency. Thank you. Yay. Okay. Love you. All right. Love you too, babe. Bye.